Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Who answers the door? Chris Sims. With a big, big greeting. You know, you get, uh, what's up, or, you know, yeah. Muscle Beach. Yeah, hey, well, yes. Connor, right. it's great to have you here it's because awesome you have be been a, a draft expert for so long. And it took you, what, one minute? I think one minute, 15 seconds to drop an F-bomb. Oh, yeah, baby. That's right. It's Chris Sims unbutton. And that is, yes, Connor Rogers. You heard his voice, and he will be hosting this show today. And one thing he does have an advantage on, on Amin Farid, for sure, is he does have a glossary of curse words that I yes. do like. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> so uh, we might, you might get a double whammy of that bombs and things today from both me and Connor Rogers. But Connor, great to see you, man. Dude, great to be here. Thanks for coming in, hosting the show, and helping me out a little bit here. I, I was so excited to do this, and then the fact that we get a great position group in tight ends. Yeah, I mean, what's better than what? this? I know, I, well, insane. You told me a few weeks ago, you were like, "Man, you're going to watch the tight ends. You're yep. going to go. It's insane." I was having people tell me throughout the NFL. You know, it's as good a class as you're ever going to see, yeah. or it's as good as I can remember in 15 or 20 years. And uh, it lived up to its billing for sure. So we're going to have a lot of good stuff to talk about today. Absolutely. And when you look at uh, what makes a good class, everyone always asks, it's like, does it have blue chip talent or is it just deep? Yeah. And this group's probably both. Both. Which is pretty special. Definitely. So this is awesome, man. And I'm, I'm so excited to be back here with you. I'm, I'm surprised they let two Jersey-ish guys. Oh. I mean, I'm from New York, but I've lived in Jersey for 10 years, so it's kind of rubbed off on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're you're looking a little jersey yeah, in your blood now. Yeah. Sorry, we'll, sorry. We'll, we'll watch the curse work out. I lasted a minute and 15 seconds the last That's, time. We'll yep. see how long I can go today. Yeah, we'll see how long you go. I, I mean, I'm at seat, so right. I have to take on some of his traits. I didn't do colored pants. Well, yeah, thank no. God you didn't do colored pants. <laughs> no, I did black pants. We're, like, we're happy. Yeah, it fits with me right yes, there. Yes. And, I mean, one thing, that's another thing. Okay, so, yeah, we'll, we'll keep a list of advantages you have in Ahmed. You curse better than he does. <laughs> More and frequently. your style. You're kind Thanks. of styling over Thanks, there. Like, man. I don't know if I could pull that off right uh, I'm there. on a little denim kick right now, but it's you know how it is out here in the tri-state. It goes from like 30 <laughs> degrees to 80 it degrees. everywhere. You get two days of spring, so yeah. it won't be for long. But, you know, Sims, let's jump right in here right. And, and just talk, because I've been obviously listening to your draft rankings, not just this year, but ever since you left Bleacher Report, and I always liked how it opens up with, all right, like, what are you looking for yeah. in a player? And yeah. tight end, there's a weird balance because they're a- they're asked to do so much. They're yeah. asked to block. They're asked to block on the move. They're asked to block in a phone booth. And obviously in this era, be a big part of the receiving game. So yeah. for you, not only is it what do you look for in a tight end, but how do you value these different things in a tight end? Yeah, prospect? there's different shapes and sizes. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, again, like it, it's a lot like we talk about even with running back and receiver. It's, it's teams, what they have. Oh, we have a big blocking tight end. We don't need that. We want more of the pass catching one. I'm still a little bit on the like, old school thoughts 
of tight end play. Me too. Now, maybe not like totally like I, have I adjusted in certain areas? Do I put more value into, yeah, route running and what they can do in the slot and maybe singled up outside by themselves every now and then? Sure. Yeah, the game's changed. That's part of the game for yeah. a good tight end, right? I mean, you watch any team with a good tight end in the NFL right now, whether that's George Kittle, Kelsey, Kyle Pitts, whoever, they're going to get a few snaps every game where they're split out by themselves. We're going to see how they coverage, cover him, what's the adjustment as a safety, as a linebacker, as a corner, and they're going to go from there and, and formulate off of that. So, you know, one, hey, yeah, of course I want somebody that can do some damage in the pass game. I mean, yeah. it's 2023, and we know that's a huge part of the game. I'm still big into blocking, though. Yep. I'm not into, like, you know, oh, this guy can't block at all, but, oh, it's so sexy in the slot, and, and you know, he looks pretty like, you know, a guy like, let's just throw this out there. Gasecki, I love yeah, Mike Gasecki, right? From a guy, yep. you know, in a lot of ways. I don't know if he would be on my team as a sure. tight end. And I the NFL's kind of told you that. Well, there's the, some teams that are know? like, yeah, they're like, we don't want him, and then yeah. other ones are like, hey, we can find a role for him, right? Yep. I think last year you saw Mike McDaniel. He, yes. They were put him on the trade block. Yeah. Well, I don't think there was enough blocking there. They were like, damn, we can't run our Shanahan's run scheme sometimes because yep. you don't block anybody, right? So as much as I love him in the past game. And go, wow, he creates some mismatches. That part of his game really bothers me, and that's where I'm a little traditional. I still want some you-can-get-the-job-done blocking. You don't have to be a killer, yes. but you got to get it done, at least assignment-wise. And you and I were talking before today of how important it is in certain schemes of having that versatility. A lot of these guys are asked to block on the move. Yes. They don't need to right. be, you know, when we watch Kittle, we like the highlight reels, drive them into the ground, and it's great. But with a lot of these guys, it's can you get to your spot yeah. on the outside zone right. can- and, and just take a guy out sure. or not, and not put him in the ground, but just yeah. get in his way. Just get in his way. And that's when the athleticism, that 10-yard split comes to mind. No doubt. Why it's so important. Yep. So Wide receiver screens, you see that 100%. a big part. The tight end is a huge part of those blocking schemes a lot of the yep. time. How can he block and adjust in space with a smaller safety or DB that's trying to make him miss? You know, and we there's some ones in this class that are very good in that department. You got everything in this. You do have your pass catcher types that don't block. You got your guys that do a little bit of both. You got some other ones that I go, ooh, well, they're slanted more towards blocking and the run game than they are trusting them in the pass game. And then we got a few special ones that can that can you know do both at a pretty damn high level. And we'll get into that in a second. But you know, it's it's hey, this is different. And and tight end. You know, we, we, we hit on this like this was exhausting. Oh, yeah. Because not only is it deep and versatile, but then it gets into, damn, when they're all this good, it gets hard to differentiate. Like, who, who am I going to put in my top five? You sure. know, I wrote down 10 guys at first to put in my top five. And then you start to go through and go, all right, now now I got to let me go back and read my notes one more time. Let me go watch 10 more plays just yeah. to reaffirm what I wrote in my notes is, th- is right. And that's where this one was exhausting a little it, bit. It really was, and it's a tough position to scout because there's so much projection involved. Yeah, and that right. really goes back to our first question here from Scan 11 who asked, why does it seem like tight ends usually get off to a slow start with their NFL careers? Right. Is it due to the transition from college to pro, or is it that teams don't use these players correctly? Yeah, that, that's a great question. I think you at uh, J Skin Eleven. I think you kind of hit all the main topics there. Okay, so first off, why does he get used to, or why do they get off to unusual, usually like slow starts? They don't come in the league and dominate like Justin Jeffersons or the Jamar Chases of the world, right? I think the first thing is a little bit of of what you alluded to, J Skin. The offenses in colleges are different, right? 
the NFL is the first time, I think, a lot of times, too, there's a lot on their plate where, again, a tight end in college, and, and you know, you kind of said it, other than a few teams, they're on a spread offense, and yeah. they don't have to really do the traditional tight ends things that we're talking about, right? Where, you know, now they get in the NFL and they're on a team with Shanahan or Sean Payton or Bill Belichick or whoever, and it's like, oh, no, 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 we got, like, you know, enhanced detailed line calls you need to learn we have lots of rules in our pass game you have to read the coverage on the run let alone in this league mr young tight end we have safeties and tight and linebackers that can cover you man to man yep. you know this, you. yeah they yeah. can run with you so, so it's tr- big thing is trust it, from it, a coaching staff exa- exactly yeah. exactly right so i think there's that aspect right that off the bat the offenses in college not really knowing how to utilize a tight end or formulating things around them because it's not sexy. And, you know, most teams usually, I got a receiver and we'll just get him the ball and we'll run the ball, whatever. And then here's my last piece of this, Connor. And, uh, you know, again, please give me your thoughts too here. Is NFL quarterbacks are made for tight ends. NFL quarterbacks, the reason they're NFL quarterbacks is because they go, oh, wait, this guy's big. I I can put this ball right here even if he's covered and he'll turn and get it. Or, oh, this window's tight, but damn, he's got a big catch radius. I'm going to throw this there even though he's covered, right? So the NFL quarterback as well is more comfortable throwing tight end type of throws as compared to the college quarterback. How many guys on film did you watch and go, holy shit, he's wide open. Why the fuck doesn't the quarterback look there? Holy shit, he's wide open, right? But their mind is so receiver, receiver, or screen to the running back. That it's just not an emphasis of college offenses at times. It's a great way to put it. And when you look at it, it's funny to look at the balance of, I know you've done the wide receiver class. This is a small wide receiver class. Mm -hmm. And that kind of, you know, magnifies how important the tight end position is because you have catch radius. You have the ability to shield defenders. Like you said, Sims, there's a trust factor in that like eight to 12 yard range. Exactly. I can fit it in this window, middle of the field or the seam where, hey, the guy that's five foot eight, even if he's in the slot, I'm still, you know, the ball better be on time, and he better have a step or two. Where the tight end needs maybe half a step. Some of these guys don't. They don't need any. They don't need any. We're going to talk about somebody in my top five where I go, he never really gets separation, but he he catches the ball all the time with people hanging all over him. So right before we get into your top five, I mean, we have to ask, because we've hyped up uh, how strong of a tight end class this is, and we're going to show some of the higher-end tight end picks over the last, you know, 10 years, essentially. Is this the strongest tight end class you've seen in a long time? Because for me, I looked at it and said, man, we talked about this, like, Getting five in the top five, you felt so bad about six, seven, eight, and nine. Exactly. And that's frustrating. Yes, right. There was, I mean, my number six, it was like, I was like, I was like, damn, I really want to make it a tie for five and just get them in there. But uh, yes, like, since I've been in this side of the business, I, I can't remember anything even coming close to this at Same. this position. Yep. I mean, and you see, right, if you're watching right now, you can see the tight ends that have been drafted uh, in the first round over the last 10 drafts. Right. And, you know, obviously Kyle Pitts was a freak. Then you have Hawkinson, Fant, Hayden Hurst, O.J. Howard. Like, for the most part, those guys' careers haven't maybe lived up to the expectations. Hawkinson's no. been good, right. but not top 10 pick at tight end good. No, agreed. So it's it's a unique position in that there's a thought process in the league of if you're going to use a first-round pick on tight end, you better be right and you better be getting a freak in that aspect. Yeah, and it seems like, you know, for more for most part, there's been more – top end tight ends taken in the second third and fourth round yep. you know and again in the first round you get a little 
as we you know we've discussed, you know this. First round teams are hey, ooh, there's an elite trade here. I think I can make him into the well-rounded player that maybe the guy in the third round is. But this guy has, you know, a skill set that that guy in the third round doesn't have, so let me see if I can mold him. And you take a chance on an O.J. Howard, even though you go, ah, he doesn't have great feel and he's not a great route runner, but damn, he's so big and so fast, I feel like we got to take a chance on him, right? So there's that aspect. Eric Ebron, same thing. Oh, look at his movement. Look at what he does after the catch. Oh, he's not a great blocker, but we'll get more out of him in the blocking. Well, no, you didn't. He, yeah, didn't, he doesn't, yeah, doesn't block. He's the same player his whole career. Right, exactly. Yeah. So that didn't happen that way. Um, but, but yeah, I think, you know, overall, that's what happens at the position. And then you got guys there where, like, hey, you said it. Pitts is, like, unlike anything we've ever seen. And he can not only play the position, but he was an, an athlete that was a freak for defensive end, let alone yeah. tight end. He was like end. a small forward playing right, tight end. Like exactly right, exactly right. It was catcher. LeBron yeah, playing yeah, tight yeah. end, right? So that was rare. But like, you, know, you got guys like Evan Ingram and David Njoku do the question earlier, where they had the development process, getting comfortable in the NFL and what you're asked to do and the size and the speed of the game, where they're starting to show their ass. Yeah. Where you're starting to go, damn, they're really good, those two right there. But there was a little bit of a, yeah, I got to get used to life in the NFL. So uh, it does seem like the tight end has a little bit underwhelming in those first round. Uh, but I got a feeling in this one, this is not going to be an – I feel like there's there's four or five here that are for sure, like I don't see them messing it up. Out of the 20 time, tight ends of the combine, there was 15 that I went, oh, well, there's 15 that are going to have good NFL careers. I felt the same way. There's like yeah. 10 that I looked at and went – wait, this guy's going to be a starter in the NFL for a long time. And then there was five or six where I went, okay, this guy's a star, and then these next five could all also be stars in football too. So that's where it was a really interesting class altogether. There's a lot of high ceilings with this class, but they're still accomplished players where you like the floor. And that's what I liked about this tight end class. I was like, well, if he doesn't grow here, he's still a good starter at the NFL level. And it kind of brings me to number one. And this player is in a tier of his own. For you, your number one tight he end. Is, is he in the tier of his own for you? Uh, he is, but not the same tier. Okay. But still, okay. I, I believe he is in the same. He is in a tier of his own. Right. You have him tier one. I have him tier two. Who is your tight end one going into this draft? But, Dalton Kincaid yeah. from Utah. I just, I, I'm, um, I, you know, I heard all the hype about him. I can't say that I really got a good look at him like during the college football season. I think I saw, you know, one game, maybe Utah late in the – or not Utah, uh, Utah-USC, like yep. a night game, right? I remember watching that going, damn, who's this big guy running down the field? Oh, everybody was talking. He's a top tight end prospect. But he's one of those where you turn it on, you expect good things, and then you turn it on, you go, holy shit, holy shit. This guy is awesome. And they use they use him. They like, use him. That was the difference. So you know he's ready. Yeah. You get to see everything, let alone – Physical skills are off the charts good. I mean, off the charts good, in my opinion, man. I mean, first off, natural athlete, right? Great pair of legs. He's not rocked up, but I have no problem with that. It's just like big, strong man, athletic guy. Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, those guys, they're not rocked up. They're just big, natural guys who are good athletes. And what I loved about him right off the bat, and you know me, ass and legs is the first thing I'm going to look at. What a great pair of thighs he has on him. That just is the inkling to go, ooh, I think he can run. I think he can accelerate. I think he's going to be able to break tackles, all of that. And then he gets out there, and you watch him, and you go, oh, my gosh, whoa. The way he gets off the line of scrimmage, 
the great feet he has, you know, to avoid people at the second level, linebackers or whatever else, and then the feet and the hips and the route running to go along with it, let alone what he does after the catch, where that was the, also the, the – this after the catch, he's receiver-like. Yes. Right? Gets up field in an instant. He can make people miss. It's not like that's going to be his number one thing, breaking ankles, but he can weave and make you miss. And then Dammy breaks a lot of tackles. Yeah, people bounce off of him. They bounce sure. off him. He, yep. he, you know, I have a phrase of like a guy like him, and, and you know, I said this about Zay Flowers and then Jigba at receiver. When they catch the ball, they're going, I'm going to score a touchdown. They, even when they're on their own five-yard line, they're like, I'm going to go score. Yep. Right? And that's the mentality I felt like Kincaid, let alone, all right, and I'll let you speak in a second here. Sure. No, please. Keep uh, going. His – I. His fucking blocking was really good. Oh, you liked the blocking. I did. Okay. I did. I, you know, listen, there's certainly plays where he falls off blocks or misses blocks, but here's the thing. There's plenty enough to see it as you go through the games themselves and you go, oh, damn, he does a good job. He can block people big in space, do all that. You know, he has a play here and there, but I'm about, like, again, this is not one where I go, oh, this is a wimp or this is a guy that's soft that doesn't want to do it. Yeah, he's a pass. He wants to play pass catching tight end yeah that's his that's his calling that's his card calling trait, for card sure trait, absolutely right but i like i was a little like oh man this guy he's not afraid to have a collision he's not afraid to like mix it up a little bit that was our main question here yeah. from from jbt right. Boots. he said cool. does Kincaid have to be looked at differently than everyone else due to lack of blocking or is there enough on tape there i think there's enough there okay i i really did and again you're not that's not what you're gonna like you're not you drafting know, him to do that. You're not drafting him to do that. But also on top of that, you're if you draft him, you're not going to go, oh, wait, we can't run to his side. We can't run behind him. And here's another thing, too, where, you know, when I see guys like this where I do see toughness and physicality and all that, I just go, well, he's going to get in an NFL locker room and he's going to go, damn, they're putting me on film in front of the team and I'm missing a block. It's not the pack anymore. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to just get away with, like, yeah. ah, I hit him hard and I just leaned on him, you know? And that's another thing he does. He stops his feet on contact sometimes and lets people fall off him a little bit and do that. But, yeah, all in all, I did not have enough of an issue with it. I'm – I mean, he's – I, I, I wouldn't be bad if somebody took him in the top ten. He's better than TJ Hawkinson was coming out, in my opinion, for sure. I'm not going to go there to say he's Kyle Pitts as far as the yeah, freak I would, athlete. I would agree with that. But he, he knows how to play the position you know, every bit as good as Kyle Pitts. That's what I will say. I can make an argument yeah. he has the best hands in the draft, or he's up there for best hands in the draft. And I'm not counting the wide receiver no, no, class. No, please do. I, I didn't like, even get to that part, so yeah, go ahead. Talk I, about it. I you mean, throw it out there. When you look at him, so he only had two drops in 2022, and he had 70 catches. Yes. So this is a target monster. Right. 49 of the 70 catches were for first downs. Yeah. So, like, if you need to move the chains, right. this is who you look for. Yep. Uh, incredible production. I, I wrote that he just eats in the middle of the field in the red zone, and he didn't have huge arms at the combine. His arms were like 35th percentile-ish, but I never noticed that on tape. I saw a huge catch radius, and the thing is, like, you can come in at the combine and have long arms, but do you maximize the catch radius on Exactly tape? right. And, and that's your long arms and you're catching it by your chest every time, who the matter. fuck cares about it, your arms? It does not matter at exactly all. But when right. you show up on tape and the arm ra- the, you maximize the catch radius, which is exactly what he did, uh, and I wrote that like he's not very sudden or twitchy before the ball is in his hands, but it didn't matter. He he doesn't need a ton of space to make a play on the ball. No. He's just he can go find the ball left to right, right. over his head, low. It just really did, the adjustments to the football were very very natural. And 
that's probably the biggest difficulty for a lot of college tight ends. They're just not. It's probably why they get moved to tight end initially because they don't make the adjustments wide receivers yeah, do. And it's like oh, you can add twenty well. pounds right. and play tight end. With right. him, it didn't look like that. Interesting background. He's you know really a high school basketball player. I think yeah. he played one year of high school football. He walks on at San Diego as a football player. After two years, he transfers to Utah, and then for the last two years, he's been one of the best tight ends in the country. I so I've actually evaluated him last year, Chris, because yeah. I assumed he was going to be in the draft. Right. I couldn't believe he went back to school. Right. Right. So when he went back to school, I was like you didn't have to go back to school yeah. but he did and he had a monster year and yeah. he slotted to be a first round pick yeah yeah i, I mean I, i'd be shocked if he gets past 15 or somewhere i i you know i wouldn't be shocked if he went in the top 10 i really wouldn't um but you know yeah you said it right too as far as you know one route running he does it a little bit with great feel he leans people he changes speed he's got very good hips and feet so you know he can really just in a nice fluid way, come out of an out route or a break or whatever, yep. stick his foot in the ground and turns his hips. And it's just easy. He's just a nice fluid athlete that way. And then, yeah, when he gets in the ball in his hand, there is a little bit more of a twitch yeah, aspect like, oh, to him. comfortable again. Like, uh, exactly right. Yeah. No, no doubt about that. And then, you know, I'm big into the, the last aspect you talked about. That's life in the NFL for a tight end. You know, again, we talked about the, it, it's a lot of tight window throws, people hanging all over you. So how do you catch the ball in those moments? And that's where I did love him. I mean, he extends his arms all the time. He's a snatcher of the ball out of the air. He doesn't wait for it to get Yes. It. He goes and Throw grabs it. Throw a number to it. you on that. Right. 2021, yeah. he hauled in seven of nine contested catches. This year, nine of 18. Like, if you're at 50% or higher, that's insane. Yes. For, and he... He's a – it's not 50-50 balls. No. It's not. It's 60-40, 80-20, much higher. Yeah, so you're, exactly. I'm totally with you on yes. that. And, and he is natural with the back shoulder stuff, all the stuff you talked about. He's fearless over the middle. He yeah. puts his body in position to catch the ball sometimes, and you go, ooh, you're about to get your head knocked off, and he does not care. So I love that aspect about him. Hey, listen, the only thing you can nitpick about is the blocking. Like you brought up, that was up. the one thing that bothered me a little bit. I, I think see the inline is going to be a tough adjustment at I the see, next level. Yeah, I see the will and physicality, and it's like a defense end sometimes who's oh he's got all the measurables, but we go oh he just doesn't play as physical and stuff as we want, right? Usually, like Montez Sweat, guys like yeah. Daniel Hunter, yep. where there was those questions. They get around other alphas. They go whoa this tackle. Oh, my coach is calling me out in front of everybody. It changes them. I see enough real power and physicality to go, I think he's going to be fine on the end of the line of scrimmage. And like you said, it's not going to be his calling card either way. But uh, phenomenal football player. And, damn, I just, you know, I don't know where he goes. The, the first team I think of is the Raiders at seven, just because I know they value it. They just got rid of Darren Waller. Yep. But – I, you know, I would say it starts there, and then somewhere between there and 20 uh, yeah. is where Dalton Kincaid goes. You look at, like, the Chargers as a luxury Ooh, in that offense. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because, right. they, I mean, they have size at wide receiver, but to have a seam guy like that exactly. for Herbert. For and Herbert, and Herbert's a great, oh, you're covered. It doesn't matter. I can just throw it here, and your wingspan or your size yep. or your ability to box somebody out. We'll get it done, and that's there's no doubt that would be a nice fit. And you, you wonder, like, he's been dealing with the back injury. He wasn't able to test, uh, which probably would have helped him. He is a player that is, you know, going to be 24 during his rookie season. I, I, don't, I don't think I, all of these things, you know, hurt him in a sense, but if he falls to the back end of the round one, you start dreaming Bengals. Oh, my uh, gosh. Luxury. You know, know, you start getting really big thoughts. I'd be of, shocked. Yeah, I'd be shocked. It does seem like he's going in the top you 20 You know, I picks. think a team's like Houston at 12 – 
D'Amico Ryan's, the 49ers coaching staff's there, and it's Nick Casario. It's a team yeah. that values tight end play. So that's where I have a hard time thinking he gets outside of that top 20 for sure. And you know what? He's one of those guys, almost like Devin Witherspoon, that I don't think the combine matters. The tape says it all. Uh, yeah, the, uh, you're right. It's like, what more were you looking to see? Exactly right. Yeah. He runs by everybody. He can make plays after the catch. He's, you know, physical with the ball in his hands. He knows how to separate and route running. He catches the ball in traffic. You know, fuck off, combine, <laughs> and let's move on with life. <laughs> Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. All right, let's get to tier number two here for a guy that had a great testing process. In tier, and this tight end is in a tier of his own for you. I, yeah, he was. I felt like you know he's not with Dalton Kincaid. Yep. This guy's a really awesome, well-rounded, all-around football player. And I thought, okay, he's just – he's a better player than three, four, and five. So I didn't think he was in a tier with, you know, uh, Kincaid, but thought he was in a class of himself as compared to the next three guys after him. Maybe more round two, not that lo- – you view this guy I, more round two? I, I think, you know, it'd be interesting Okay, here. I think there's a chance if this falls right – you know, to kind of what you're saying. You might get to the end of the round and some teams might go, wait, 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 wait with the Bengals. Yep. We, we got a pretty good football team. Somebody can come back in, of course, Or as that well. as well, exactly right, where I, I wouldn't be shocked, but I think more than not, I'm with you. That's the early stages of round two. But I don't think it would be crazy to think this guy maybe goes the last five, six picks of the, se- uh, the first round. So tight end two. Tight end two is Sam Laporta, Iowa. And I'm going to say I had no idea who this guy was really at all going into the process, only other than just, you know, a name that I saw on a list somewhere. But um, just an all-around complete football player who is, I I think, as a route runner – Right up there with Dalton Kincaid is his, his ability to set people up, lean them, come out of breaks. You know, again, the hip looseness that I'm so into and the ability to come out of some of the intricate breaks is a real thing. You know, it allows a guy to plant and kind of open his hips and go instead of, wait, I got to put my feet in the ground and now I got to make a right turn and start running that way again. Right. There's the, the, he was so loose that way. And then, you know, as you would expect from an Iowa tight end. He does everything and in the literally blocking. Literally everything. Everything. Yeah. 
You know, he's not necessarily like I'm going to sit here and tell you he's a road grader. Like he's not Rob Gronkowski at tight end where you go, oh, it's like having an extra tackle on the field. But, man, he does his job every play, and he does high-level NFL run-blocking stuff to where you go, wait, I can see NFL routes, I see NFL run-blocking, and then, of course, the physical tools that go along with it to where you go, this damn guy's fucking good, and he's going to be around for a long time in the NFL. Yeah, I really liked Laporta. I just think I wrote jack-of-all-trades player. Sure. Not really a master of any in my yeah, eyes. I hear but, you. I, I mean, there's you. nothing he's bad at. He, and he's not a kill-shot blocker, but they asked him to block on the move so much, and he always gets there. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he's technically sound. Like He doesn't get there and just lunge or throw his shoulder no. down. Or it's like square, it's square hands wide in the base, right yes. good punch, feet keep chopping on contact. 100%. Right. Uh, he tested well. He's somebody that there's a little alligator arms at times. Yeah. He, in 2021, he had you know a, a problem with that. This year, it was six drops. It's just he's not. He doesn't have bad hands. He's, he's not a, as physical catching the ball as yeah, Kincaid, like Kincaid or some of the other guys we're going to talk about after this. Exactly. But I mean, he's also a tough guy. Like he had meniscus surgery yeah. after the regular season, came right. back for the bowl game. Man. And I know, like, I don't really care when guys skip the bowl game. Yeah. But when you do that, yeah. I'm like. You're football obsessed player. with football. Exactly. Like, you're obsessed with And right. you could see why, yeah, I was telling you, I mean, his 2022 snap usage was insane. 27 in the backfield, 338 on the line of scrimmage, 110 in the slot, 82 out wide, yeah. and he played on the field goal extra point teams. Right. I mean, this is a draft prospect that's going in the first two to three rounds, and he's out there on field goal and extra yeah. point. Yeah. And handling every role of the offense. No doubt. I mean, lead blocker from the backfield right. all the way to out wide. Um, they love getting him involved in the screen game, yes, which I really do. liked. I know. He, because, he can make people miss and get upfield. Yes. I wrote, once he got the ball in his hands, there's wiggle yes, after the catch. And is. I was like, I think it, there's something about the aesthetic of an Iowa uniform, a tight end playing for Iowa, and when they catch the ball, you're like, oh, he's just going to try to run yeah, over everyone. Right, right. And he would make people miss. No doubt about it. That's so, a part of it. And that goes in again, I think, to some of the things you see in the, the route running, too. You see that lo- yep. looseness and the ability to change directions or lean people or do that. You're exactly right. There's only The only negative, really, with me, with the player, is you kind of hit on it. I wish there was a little bit more tough, oh, I'm about to get crushed, I'm going to hit the ball and you know, catch the ball in traffic. And then I wish there was maybe a little more physicality after the catch, right? Yeah. He doesn't break a whole lot of tackles. But, like, he can run, and if you give him a straight lane, watch out because he can rip off a 40- or 50-yard gain. And like you said, he can weave and make people miss in traffic to where if he catches a 10-yard uncut over the middle – he can kind of like avoid the safety coming down to tackle him and then gets up field really well to where you go, ooh, he caught the ball 10 yards, he ended up getting 25 for us. There's a lot of that on there. You know, he's a really just all-around good football player, and that's what I like. You know, I, those are really the only negatives. You know, I, I looked at him, like I, I wrote that I think he was a top 40 pick, so, you know, along the lines there, I think it's going to be early second round. And then, you know, I wrote even as an, like, would it shock me if this guy became George Kittle in a few years? Without I, that blocking edge, like that, the highlight blocks, more right. of the zone blocks. Right, yes. right. So could he could become that? I, would be like, I, don't, I don't think that's crazy. He can move and run like him, right? The, the testing, and it's not the testing, it's on tape yeah. there. But, I mean, you're talking about a 90th percentile 40, like 4.59 yeah, speed. Yeah, 4.59. That right. means, like, 
He's in the top 90% in terms of tight ends that have tested. The other the one that jumped out to me, what's the other number that jumped out to you on his thing there? The broad jump for the me. The broad jump is really good. Insane. I like the three-cone one. Yes. The 6-9-1. But that's the wiggle and twitch. That's the wiggle Change and twitch. Change of direction. That's, when I do, so, that's where I go. It's like he can lean people to the right and make it look like he's running an out route to the right, and he puts his foot in the ground and runs an in-cut to the left. Uh, that That's where, yes, exactly. So, yeah, I mean – uh, what about like compared to a Pat Fryermuth last year, you know, to that, right? I think he was a better blocker than Pat Fryermuth. Yep. Fryermuth had very good feet, but like, is it just a name I wrote down? Sure. As far as what I was thinking. And just um, middle of the field monsters. Middle but of the you, field monsters. You can use him in the screen game. Exactly. Yeah. You love that they can kick on and off the line of scrimmage. Definitely. That has so much value. He can play second tight end. He yep. can play fullback. Yep. You know. And we live in an NFL world of everyone's in motion. Exactly all the time. right. That's so, what I mean. Like, if you're going to play tight sets or you're going to have to kick them off with the screens. And, it, and when you get those isolated matchups against corners, which Iowa tried to do, he can make them miss when they, you know, they see a bigger tight end and they yeah. try to go low or they hesitate right. and it's, it'll make you miss. Right. So Laporta was a really fun watch. I have a hard time thinking this guy, will, he's going to be a riser. Yeah. And, you know, I know I have my guys every now and then where I go, okay, I'm different and maybe I see it differently. This is one where I feel like as the process goes on, it, 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 it's too obvious of how good of a complete football player he is. Well, that's the thing. He's not bad at anything. Not bad and, at co- anything. And I feel like coaches, that's kind of the way they gravitate. And, and the tight end position, I feel like sometimes it's even more than other positions too. And that's where I think you're, people are going to watch it and go, wait, he's going he's to get open all day. He can get open all day against linebackers and safeties. Damn, he can do all this game stuff in the run game. There is no weakness. He's going to understand blocking schemes and NFL football a little bit because of how he's coached at Iowa. And I think that's all going to play, you know, into his favor. And yeah, somewhere early in that second round, I think Sam Laporta goes off the board. I'm with you. I think that's his range. Let's get into tier three because yeah. your tier three tight end is my top tight end. Yeah, uh, I think he's been kind of all over the place for everybody. Sure. I've seen him go first sometimes. I've seen him go third or fourth. You have him right in the middle there at tier three. One of the more productive tight ends of the last couple of college seasons. Uh, I've never seen a player since high school look like a tight end and sure. play like a tight yeah, end. This is right. not somebody that played basketball and converted. No, or played this is wide traditional converted. old school tight end right here. Yeah, like 1995, right. like way Mark too Bavaro, big shoulder pads. Right. Yeah, this, this, is is giant, this is my dad's exactly. era of tight ends This is right a, here. a little bit of a throwback tight end. Um, <laughs> who's your tier three? Well, I'm Michael Mayer, and, you know, listen, I, I know I may be a little low on him. There's some things I really like here, all right? So that's right. I mean, the, the guy has got some traits about him that you know, I'm in love with. I, it, I, you know, got the look, like you said. Yep. You know, has all the physical tools for you to go, well, this guy could be really good for a long time. Like, there's no doubt about that, right? I think if, like, I had to start off, and we're showing some highlights right here, all right? And I'd like to go back to that if we can restart it, if you don't mind. This, this would be the first thing that, that I'll say bothers me. One, it's not, not great separation. That would be the, the big thing. It's just I'm hitting on negatives first. I'm sorry I had to do that. I'm going to hit on the positives in a it's second. It's good when you're lower than consensus on a player, though, to show why. Yes, right. So, so separation was an issue. He did not separate from coverage nearly at the same rate Kincaid and Laporta did, right? 
Now, so, and there's a lot of these type of catches. Now, the positive is he catches the ball yes. in these scenarios a lot, <laughs> yes. right? And my thing that I'm a little worried about is I just go, well, in the NFL, there's going to be a little bit better players playing the ball and a better athlete and a bigger guy altogether. But his ability, unlike Laporta, to catch the ball with people hanging around him and on him and all that is through the roof good or right there, about to get his head knocked off. He doesn't care. He doesn't, doesn't care. care at all. So I love that about Michael Mayer. I love that. But I think the separation and then, listen, there's the potential here, but the blocking is underwhelming for what he is. That, that's what I think bothered me, too. It's a lot of e- effort blocking. Uh, it it, it yeah. is. Like, it is. Yep. Right. And, you know. I already he gets a little lunge happy. He definitely. looks for the big shot. Like he, he sees like somebody that's 30 pounds lighter than him, and he's like, I'm going to kill this person, and he misses. He misses. Yeah. I get that. Way too yep. much of that. That's what, that's what bothered me. Yep. And then even this year, I got to sense a little bit on film sometimes. And again, I might be wrong, and I'm just throwing theories out there. Then he was like, ah, I'm going to pass catching tight end. I don't know if I want to mix it up in here that hard. You know, it didn't look the same as it did the year before in some of the will of run blocking, I guess I want to say. Right. But either way, it's there. He's not afraid to be physical. He's not. But yeah, for, you know, a Notre Dame tight end who's usually they're very sound blocking and they always take the right steps and they always keep their feet going on contact and they don't fall up blocks. That's where. And then, of course, I was a little bit of a victim of what the whole world was talking about. True. Yeah. I, all I kept Expectations. hearing was Gronk, Gronk, yeah, Gronk. That's, that, that's a little unfair. And Gronk is like a right tackle yep. at tight end. Yeah, this is, that is not Mayer. So he's not that, right? So that I guess that little led to me, you know, thinking a little less on him. But I did not think he was as good a blocker as Laporta. I did not think he separated as well. But when you get into the positives of the two things, his ability to catch the ball, like Kincaid with people around him, extend his arms, doesn't give a shit. And then he also does have the aspect of Kincaid of when he catches the ball, he tries to go to the house. Yeah. I, I love that about him. Now, I mean, he's not going to go to the house because he's not that fast or whatever. <laughs> yeah. but, but he thinks he, he is. He thinks he is. <laughs> Which is good. A- exactly right. He catches the ball. He's angry. He wants to run over people. And here's the other thing, too, that, you know, again, gives me hope that there, he shows better change of direction with the ball in his hands than he does as a route runner sometimes. Yep. Yep. So that makes me think that a coach in the NFL and, you know, focusing on that, he can do that. But uh, damn good player. Uh, just wasn't quite as good as I guess I was expecting, and I think the two in front of him are pretty damn good. So this is not a disrespect to have him there at three. It's like some guys become a victim of being labeled things like Baby Gronk, right? Where it's like living up to that. You're, I mean, I, I think Gronkowski is the greatest tight end I've ever seen play football. I mean, obviously, Kelsey's making a significant yeah, run at yeah. that. And they're a different speak. guy. But Exa- I think exactly. from the traditional old school point, Gronk is the best I've ever seen Exa- too. So right. it's, it's kind of tough to live up to that world. What Mayer, to me, that's just mind-blowing is college tight end production. I mean, he's had over 800 yards the last two seasons. I and know. True sophomore, true junior. Yeah, right. So a younger prospect, uh, 89 of his catches over the last two years, first downs. Yeah. Like, if you need a first down, it doesn't matter if a linebacker's hanging on him, a corner is, is closing. No, you put it close, he'll go, he he'll got go the ball. get it. He, he will. got the ball. He will. So I, I really liked just the I, overall production. I love him on seam routes and yep. middle posts. Yep. You know, because he, he can get upfield and run. And he does have a little bit of, like, can lean and then just put his foot in the ground and go. But now where he's not on the same level as a Kincaid or Laporte is some of the more advanced routes, right? That was another thing. Like, 
Laporte and Kincaid can run routes like a receiver. Mayor's little meathead routes. Exactly. It's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. a little lumbering. Yes. And he's got big, heavy feet that yep. go in the ground. So if you – let's just – let me get a route that makes sense here. Like uh, what I would call a return route, all right? And, and I'll explain it where it's like it's, you fake the shallow cross, but then you come back out, yep. right? Right? You can watch Kincaid and Laporta do that, and they're like receiver-ish and how good they can do it. Mayer is going to be a little bit of like, whoop, a few steps into the break. Whoop, let me regather my big sure. body to come out of the break. And that's where he's not going to be as good. But you get him going down the field, you know, corner route, seam route, middle post where it's straight line. And now he just gives a little lean and twitches into the rest of the route. That's he's. Pretty quick and twitchy that way. Yep. So it tells me I think there's some more in there. You're going to have to know there's certain routes that he's not going to be great at. Um, and I do think somebody's going to be able to coax more out of him in the run game. That was my even-built body. Yeah. Like there's not, like, there's not even like built, thin legs, I, no, big yep, shoulders yep. that he shields yep. defenders with. I, yes, he does. I'm betting on the coaching, the coaching staff, staff to, getting to him turn going. him into a pretty dang good blocker at the NFL level. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, it, 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 the legs are good. Like I, like you said, I didn't love his legs like I did the other two before that, but I liked him. You know? But, yeah, I think we kind of hit on it. He's more of a lumbering old-school tight end who – Loves a little physicalness in the the pass game yeah. and has a real, real dangerous threat after the catch to break tackles and make something happen there that I really like. So, yeah, we'll see. You're a little higher on him. Yeah, I like the floor. And, yeah, I understand like, that. My tight end I two that. and three, um, Washington and Kincaid, the ceiling right. is not even right. close compared yeah. to Mayer, but I, I bet on the floor. Yeah, Which you, you pick your spots in each draft. There's yeah. guys in this draft sure. that I have way too high that right. are betting on the ceiling. Yeah. With, at some point, you need to take a floor guy. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think this guy's going to be comfortably a top tight end in the NFL pretty quickly. Yeah, okay. I hear you there. Well, you know, he got the great advantage of like the Iowa Notre Dame guys are usually pretty well coached yep. up at the tight end asked position to do a lot he, asked like to Laporta do a lot. he played all those spots. exactly right yeah. so all of that is really good I am a hair less confident about the blocking than you and the separation of the route running scares me just a little bit more than it does you Right, so that's the only aspect, and that's ultimately why I left him three. But damn, I just want to make sure we all know I really like this kid. It's, it's a great a class, fucking great class. Like when you're the tight end three in a great class, exactly that's not disrespect. Right. Exactly right. I want to get to tight end four, yeah, because this is this is my like shock factor, right? I looked at all the other ones, and I'm like, there's a conversation that like, yep, you, like Kincaid, I totally get it. Uh, obviously, Laporta, I totally get it. Tight end four is my biggest surprise that. When I saw our rundown this morning, I'm like, I'm going to go back and watch his tight end four yeah, again. Because right. this is another guy I thought would have declared last year. So I've watched him. Right. And then he didn't. Right. He went back this year. And he's, his stock's just been kind of cool. There's I never been. See, I could see that. So I'm really excited to hear you talk about your tight end four. Yeah, Josh Wild. I think I'm saying it right. Wild. Wiley. Wiley. Yep. Wiley from Cincinnati. Yes. You know, I, one, first off, like. Love his body. Skyscraper. Right? Skyscraper. Yeah. Long, high-cut waist, right? And, you know, legs that I like, they're not as thick as Mare or Kincaid, but this guy looks like if you just turn on the film right away, you go, oh, my gosh, is that a big receiver in the slot? That's kind of what he looks like at first. And then, you know, you see a closer angle or the end zone shot, and you go, oh, no, this is a big fucking guy. Holy crap, right? But it's – it's it's um more of a speed-looking leg than a power-looking leg, yep. if that can explain it the yep. right way, right? Yeah. And his route running is off the charts good. 
he plays faster than his 40 time in the combine, in my opinion. He ran a 4.69, and you know, I was sitting there going, damn, he, what did he run? He must have ran a 4.5-something, the way he gets off the ball, the way he runs by safeties and linebackers. I just went, man, it's so easy. It the track even, starts harder for guys like this. It, 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 it definitely I think is. So. I, think I think it's, you're it's very different than playing bigger tight end. and longer. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. Yes. Right. The Agreed. stance is Totally different. Totally it, different. It's something that a lot of them have never done in their life before. Like, you look at half the running backs and wide receivers. They were sprinters in high school. Exactly right. So, exactly right. So, that's a, tight it's a new element to them. Yes. Agreed. And you're right. And you got you to gotta take that into account. The route running, I thought, was off the charts good. I mean, right up there with Laporta and Kincaid. Yep. And he can do anything. In fact, I don't know if there, there's some routes I like when you split them out where I go, oh, actually, I think he's maybe the best of all of like running a comeback route or whatever like that. You go, that's like receiver-ish the way he does that. You know, he got, he, can, he got good hands. He can go up and get the ball. I wish there was a little bit more, again, of the, wait, people are hanging on me or I'm going to get crushed me element too. and catch the ball. Yeah, that would be too. a negative there, right? But then I see a guy like this and I go, well, all right, he's a good pass-catching tight end. That's going to be good. Dude can block. Dude can block. Again, it's not like knock your head off blocking. It's what I call assignment blocking, yep. right? You know, he's not soft, but he's not going to never knock anybody like back five yards or, or knock their head off. But his guy never makes a tackle. I mean, for the most part. I mean, I know he did sometimes, but for the most part, he never does. And he does a lot of the things, you know, we talked about again. He's always in good position. The feet are moving. It's a wide base. So He's played a lot of college football. A lot of so, college football. You, you know, could tell. You with could Desmond see Ritter two years ago, too. So like, Well, he was the one where yeah. we get into, like, you talk about college offenses not knowing as a tight end or a quarterback. He would be one where I was saying before the show where I go, fuck, he's open. Fuck, yep. he's open. Yep. Why are we throwing it over here? He's like, Big guys running down the middle for a touchdown. Why are they not throwing it? to him so he his production is not going to look the way everybody likes it but i think the player is real I, i'm excited for that one so are you up there so you were up with them high during the season you fell off two, during the two, season? when he played with ritter i was like i see it yeah. and when we get to the draft and then he didn't declare i, I was like i'm excited to watch him and then this year but to be fair when i watched tyler scott their wide receiver I was like, man, the th- passing in this offense is taking a big step down, right. and that's things you have to factor yeah, in with right. guys cooling off. Yeah. So uh, the long leg build for me is where I question the inline blocking at the NFL. I hear you. I wouldn't want to see – I would project him more as that tight end to you don't have to live on the line of scrimmage. We're going to play you off the line of scrimmage. We'll run some tight bunch sets where you're standing up. Uh, he does move well, which helps a lot because you're factoring in getting out in screens. Exactly right. Out. He's very good in space. Yes, he's very great good in space. At second level, outside blocking in the wide receiver screens or all that, zone blocking like you were talking about. You know, he's really good in that department. That was very impressive. And to be fair, he's, he's another guy that's probably a victim of a great class. Like, it's, you look at these guys, and there's not really a lot of guys in the top 15 that I watch. I'm like, I don't like this guy. Yeah. It's that I love the other guys. Exactly, right. And exactly we'll get into right. a lot of them with your honorable mentions. But Who would you remind you of? Like, I had a hard time. It's a weird body to it, comp. It, right. It's like it's Gasicki in a way, but I go, he's got more muscle and he's more of a blocker than Gasicki was. That's the tough part is a lot of those guys that are built like that. Tyler Eifert I thought of a I while ago. I have an Eifert comp somewhere in here. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll get, it's in your honorable mentions, okay. so I'll save that one. Okay. You know, another long athlete that I always draw back to, and this is a long time ago, but Jordan Cameron, remember yeah, him? Sure, Like sure. a guy that tested off the charts, right. and, and Wiley didn't test like him, but you right. look at a longer athlete that has the catch radius, and 
he probably would have been a really good tight end for a long time if he didn't have all those concussions. Yeah, right. And he was good for like three years yeah. instead. Yep. It's it's a tough position to find comps of the modern athlete. Exactly. That's that. That's thank you for saying that. It's because you go. Don't exist. These guys didn't exist. They didn't exist. Twenty years in the NFL. No. Fifteen years ago, they'd be asked to play left tackle it, or, or <laughs> something like that. Yeah. You're exactly or right. Try. Or lose some weight and become a receiver and like do yes. that. Right. You're yeah. Exactly right. That's where it is funny. And I found myself doing that and kept coming up with comparisons. I'm like, damn, all I do it's is so have guys from the last seven or eight years for these guys. I can't ever think of anybody different that way. Uh, but yeah, uh, again, I think we we're, we're seeing it the same way there, you know, yak department, you know, I will say this, he's got, he turns up field quick, you know, just like the other guys we've talked about, there's no nonsense there. Um, he's got good feet and wiggle to like weave through traffic and because he's got good feet and wiggle, he breaks some arm tackles because of that. But he's not going to run you over. No, he's not trying to lower the shoulder. No, no he's going to try to do it with his athleticism and just kind of run and weave and slash through yep. that way. Uh, but still, the big thing for me in that department is just you know the the point I keep talking about: catching the ball, getting upfield. You know, that's a big. There's a they all learn that's going to be preached to them constantly in the NFL. You know, hey, it's second and fifteen. You catch a ball at ten. Damn, you can make it. You know, third and one for us. You as fall long as you're three no yards. Nonsense. Yeah. yeah. As long as you get upfield right away and be aggressive, you're right. You're going to fall almost two and three yards there. I think the most underrated skill, and it's something you keep touching on with all your top guys, is the transition from catching to running yeah. for a tight end because right. they're so long. They kind of are they're typically more awkward players at that. And these guys, it's, yep. it's not the case. They catch the ball and transition to runner in one motion. I noticed Kincaid do that. Yes. I saw Mayer do it a couple of times. It's, I've seen Wiley do it. Exactly. It's Lapor- top, Laporta does it really well. It's top receiver stuff. Yes. You know, yes. It's like if you watch Debo Samuel or A.J. Brown or those kind of guys where, yeah, they catch a ball over the middle and they snatch it out of the air. So it's I don't lose a step. I don't lose any momentum yeah, the, the going upfield. The ball's not coming into the body, and then their whole upper exactly body's right. Off their base. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. Then you're you're paused for a second because sure. you're like, wait, I gotta hold this yep. and lock. You lock up your upper body because of that. These guys catch it and seamlessly pull it in to where it's like they don't even break stride. Yep. And uh, that is a very underrated skill in the NFL. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. 
All right, so I think it's time to get to maybe the most unique player in the draft. Right. I, I would say it's up there. Yeah. The most unique tight end we've had in terms of build, style, uh, everything about him, essentially. Tight end five for you, Sims, is? The biggest damn dude you'll ever see a tight end, or at least he looks like that on film. And I it, interviewed him at the Combine. Imagine what I look like up, next uh, to him. Yeah. <laughs> Darnell Washington from Georgia. Yeah. If there's a guy in this draft, because, like, again, we talked about, um, you know, our man from Notre Dame is being, you know, that Gronk comparison that's not fair and Michael Mayer. If there's going to be a Gronk in this class, it's going to be this guy. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, you got to put it together a little bit in all of that. But first off, he's a monster. I mean a monster. Second off, he's an insane blocker. Not just a good blocker. No, it's insane. This is when you want to compare a blocker to Gronk, now we got a guy. This is a guy that we we can go, and he's at the end of the line of scrimmage. He is like having another tackle yep. in the football game. Totally agree. All right? And on that. It's not just like – it's like power. It's like he kind of likes smashing people. And if you're smaller, he really likes to let you know you're smaller. And then, you know, the things we talked about with some of the other guys, the space blocking. Because he's the athlete he is. He is a very good athlete. They run a ton of screens and stuff where he's out on the edge and you go, damn, look at this guy adjust to this little guy and he gets his body on him and the guy never makes the tackle. So, you know, you go from there right off the bat and you go, that is elite. His run blocking is off the charts good, and he could be a guy that could literally in the first year of the NFL, we can go, oh, he's the best blocking tight end in the league right now. So that's where it starts. And then you get into the athlete like you're talking about, and you go, whoa, whoa, this guy's got better feet than I thought here. Whoa, he can really run. Straight line is and it's, blazing. It's blazing. Yeah. And, you know, the route running's not perfect and can be sloppy and, and lumbering a little bit, but it's not that bad. I don't look at it and go, oh, man, this guy's never, never got a chance. No, between the way he runs and does some of that stuff, I go, he's going to be he's gonna be fine. You know, he is. He just was in an offense that doesn't know how to utilize him. You don't get to see a ton of routes or things like that. And I will say I wonder about him getting too big. I'll say that's honestly a negative. Yeah. I mean, he looks like the type of guy that has, like, one bad offseason and he can be 285. He's, 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 right he's never going to yeah. separate from anybody. Yeah. Um, but – yeah, I um, this guy's got an incredibly high ceiling, and I don't think the floor is that low. I completely agree. Because you know? the blocking. The, the blocking, exactly right. So, yeah, I had to put him in the top five. It's a great class, and there's some things that we can certainly dissect here, but those measurables, that size, uh, I think is going to translate to the NFL in a big way. How about this one for you, Chris? Faster Mercedes Lewis. Agreed. Yeah, definitely. That's what I saw. Yeah, and and uh, so when I got to talk to him, I'd already had that in my head as some, a comp I was trying to land on. He brought up Mercedes Lewis right away, and I was like, "Oh, this is a guy that knows who he is. Yes, obsessed with blocking. Right. I mean, sure, he probably. And you see the the mock draftable measurables here. That's when the circle's that big. This is an alien. <laughs> I mean, this is an alien. Four yeah. six four at two sixty four and six foot six and a half. I mean, he did everything besides yeah. the cone. A lot of guys don't do agility no, at the combine right. anymore. Uh, you see the arm length, this 90th percentile galore, the wingspan. I, I kind of want to get 408 into 408 20-yard shuttle. It's just absurd. That tells you that he can absurd. change direction yes. like that, right? You like That's where I, I know you don't get to see a ton of route running, but this is where you go, I piece things together and go, whoa, when he got the ball in his hands, he can stick his foot in the ground and make people miss all the time. 
Like he makes people miss, which is like and you shocking. have to go low on him. And you have to go and low on him. He did hurdle him. someone this year. Oh yeah, I, 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 I saw a few hurdles <laughs> yes, on film. Knows, actually, he knows that guys have to go low on him, and he's an athlete that could jump through the roof and yes. jump over them. Now, one of the things I'll say too that I worry about is that there's a lot of land area to hit. Oh and yeah, big strikes. I don't know. In the middle of the year, I was watching. What was it? The Missouri game, the Auburn game. He definitely looked like he was lumbering on his right leg a little bit. Those are things I do. Hey, with Gronk, like you saw, when you're that big and that long, there's just a lot to hit. There's a reason Gronk has got 75 plates in his body everywhere and and 70,000 scars because it's knees, it's ankles, you know, it's shoulders. There's a lot of things for people to chop at there, but damn. And it's that second hit that comes in. Like when he's wrapped but still running, then the second defender comes and hits you low, or the second defender, third defender comes well, and hits you. Someone's hanging on you. That's, all kind, of of the, that's exactly kind of the right. issue. So we had a really good question. Another one from JScan11 who said, Is Darnell Washington one of those prospects where college production doesn't tell the whole story? He played next to fellow tight end Brock Bowers for multiple seasons, and Georgia is mostly centered around defense and the run. Do you see him being a dominant starter in the NFL? I do. Yeah, I do. Too. And yeah. I definitely think, yeah, college football hurt him. I mean, they're they're awesome. They got lots of people to give the ball to. And they got a quarterback that's not – he's not a tight end throwing quarterback. No. You know, Stetson Bennett, you know, one of my issues with him is, damn, he misses the mark on wide open people too much, let alone is he going to throw balls to a covered tight end like this guy should get at times? Or you go, ooh, he's got him by a foot. You know, there was a lot of plays where I looked at it and I was like, man, if I was the quarterback, I'd have ripped it in there to him right here, right? So, uh, yeah, I, I I see a guy here that is made for the NFL and definitely was not utilized to his true capacities. And, yeah, was on a team with a guy that looks like he's going to be a first-round tight end next year in 19, whatever the hell his name is. I can't remember. Oh, but, Brock Bowers. Yeah, he's he's going to be a top-10 pick next yeah, year. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah. But, yeah, again, like Michael Merritt, the intricate routes are not going to be part of his game. You don't yep. want him double-moving, but seams, middle post, shallow cross – like, forget about it. And even when he's covered, he's not covered. So that's the thing you love. And then, you know, the 50-50 and the adjusting to the back shoulders, I mean, he does it seamlessly. And like Very you talk natural. about with Mayer, like we talked about that, he don't give a shit about people around no, him either. No. Like, like Kincaid. Kincaid's the same way. I mean, you know, there's some plays you watch. I mean, people try to take his head off. It's just like, good luck. You're going to hurt yourself trying yeah. to take your head off. Right? So, uh, yeah, I look at him. I – I rode 40 to 60. I think he goes somewhere in 40 to 60 range. I wouldn't be shocked if it's even before that. I wouldn't be shocked either. I I wouldn't wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked. Because we talk about the floor with someone like that. And I'm just obsessed with how he can transition to being a red zone player at the NFL level. Like in Georgia, didn't use him a ton as a receiver. When you get in those packages where you can move him on or off the line of scrimmage. Right. But you can also run behind him. Yeah, right. Or imagine running that McDaniel tight end sneak oh with him. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, right. Like, good what, luck. Good luck. Yeah. There's just so much you could do with him in the red zone. And in between the 20s, I mean, he's your best blocker that's not a lineman. And he'll block better than some lineman because of the way he moves. Agreed. It's insane. It, it is insane. It's a unique weapon. You need to make sure your offense is equipped to, to utilize that. Right. Maximize that play. Right, right. Like, you don't just throw him in any offense and say, like, oh, he's the best tight end in football. It's like, no, no you need to maximize. No, he's old school. You yeah. got to know how to old school with a new school flair to him, right? That's where I, I do. I look at guys like Sean Payton, and I go, yeah. ooh, that would be that kind of guy. obsessed with the blocking right, tight end. Right, yeah. And, you know, Jimmy Graham was a huge human being. You know, obviously a, a little bit better athlete than this Darnell Washington, but – 
You know, they, yeah, there's a belief there. You know, again, I, I think people in the for, – for my world, the Parcells, the Belichick, Sean Payton, of course, is a part of that tree there. They're going to like a guy like this. Yeah, you know, the versatility are. is just exactly everything they right. love. Exactly they probably right. like to keep him on the field as much as you can rather than have to sub off for every different situation. We had one team-centric question from Ant dot dot dot. Yeah. Is Darnell Washington the closest thing to Gronk that we'll see, and will he make it to my Raiders at 38? I think he's the perfect fit in our offense. That will be heavy run with Josh Jacobs and maybe solve our decade-long red zone issues. Yeah, I mean, I would say yes and yes. You brought up Patriots. Right. I mean, the yeah, coach of the Raiders. I mean. like, right. I, I seen this would before. think the Raiders are going to be looking for a tight end. They're not desperate to get one in the first round, but it's a value to their offense. And, it's you know, again, it's the Belichick, the Parcells, the school of coaching there where they know how to use them. They know how to call and design plays to use the tight end, too. What was the beauty of McDaniels with Gronk in New England? You know, he screwed you over. He high-load you with Edelman and Gronk, and you could have to make a decision. Wait, do we want to back up and stop Gronk going down the middle, or do we want to get up and stop Edelman over the middle, you know, shorter underneath? You know, so he'll know how to play these guys off of it, let alone we know he wants to run the ball and all that, too. And, yes, I am, like, if there's going to be a Gronk in this class, this is going to be it. You know, it's not perfect. And, you know, I, he, he is a little bit of a lumberer and all that. But, uh, man, I like more than the, the questions I have. That's for sure. In fact, like as I'm sitting here talking about him in some ways, I'm starting to go, man, maybe I should have put him higher. You know, yeah. it's, intriguing. it's one of those. It's, he's extremely intriguing. He's a true traits guy, as oh, you like to say. Traits galore. <laughs> yes, yeah. he is. Traits I, galore. I had him in tier one uh, as tight end two. I, I'm just banking on yeah. all of that hitting. Hitting. All of that hitting. I, and I think there is a key perspective that one of the listeners said, like, Brock Bowers is the best tight end in the country. And this guy had to play in the same offense with him and still did enough on tape to be looked at as a top 40 selection. Right. Yeah. That's, well, that's we all space. have to get all over that, right? that aspect. There can be two awesome NFL players on the same college team. Look at the Texas running backs, and I was listening to you having Roshan. Right. Like, when you watch in a vacuum their reps, it's, you go, it's right there. Yeah, like it's you go, well, top I don't 60 know, player. I don't care what team you're pulling the other yeah. running back. He don't look like this yeah. guy when you yeah. just watch them together. It's not together. his fault. Exactly. Like when they he, commit to the school, they're not like, oh. It's, like, right. uh, you know. it's, it's not Justin Jefferson's fault he was on the same team as Jamar Chase. Right, that's right? another great one. You know, it's just it's, it's, it's the way it works. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's college football. Hey, when I was at Texas, we had, you know, two first-round D tackles and, you know, more than two first-round corners. And you know, it's just it's the way it works at some of these schools. So, yeah, don't let that be a negative uh, as far as, you know, oh, gosh, he was the backup tight end. Well, the guy in front of him is the real deal. For Darnell, I feel like the ceiling starts at 15 with the Packers. Yeah. And then probably goes right around to the area, uh, the Raiders at 38. I would think that's, that's kind right. of the point. You might be it's right. Just, it's just hard to replicate that player, I think. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. Where else are we going to get mm-hmm. this kind of guy? And a team in that 15 to 38 window will be like, okay, we're okay with this. I, I know. I'm, I'm going to be interested to where he goes. Yeah, I got him a little lower than that, but but I, I don't think you're crazy to have those thoughts. And as we know, and we talk about all the time, the first round is a traits round yeah. to where you, you take – you know, it's probably why we've seen some busts like we talked sure, about. Sure, it happens. You take a chance on guys like this because you go, wait, if everything goes right, we're talking about a Hall of Famer. 
you know, and, and you, you live with the negative. So we'll see. But, yeah, he was definitely one of the more intriguing guys I saw. 264, 464, 157 split, 408 shuttle at 6'7". That's insanity in the membranity, and I'm excited to watch him in the NFL. All right, all right. so let's recap your tight end rankings for the 2023 class before we get to some honorable mentions here. And there it is. Number one was Dalton Kincaid. Number two was Sam Laporta. Number three was Michael Mayer. Uh, obviously, you had the first two guys in their own tiers. Kincaid's tier one. Laporta's tier two. In tier three, you have grouped together Mayer, Josh Wiley from Cincinnati, and then Darnell Washington rocking the zero, which you can now do at the NFL level. Oh, that's right. He doesn't yeah. have to change. It's he a perfect it. number for him. Oh, it really is. It's all or nothing. For, he either needs to wear like zero or 89. Well, I, yeah. it's so funny you yeah. said that. I was going to say 88. <laughs> yeah, 88 because, is a good one, because too. Because he'll look gigantic at yes, 88. That People is the will trick be like, oh, my gosh, yeah. who is that on the field? Yeah, right? he gets so, out for warm-ups, and you're like, we're good today. Yeah, like, like what does he want to <laughs> do? Does he want to, like, fool us and make us think he's a better athlete than he yep. doesn't wear zero? Or do you want to just scare everybody and go, I'm the biggest fucking tight end? you've ever seen in your life <laughs> I, I like the idea of 88 but uh, obviously fun tight end rankings and it doesn't stop because as you and I have consistently harped on this was hard to make a top five tight ends like very frustrating and I was glad that we both kind of saw eye to eye on your first honorable mention in a sense a Robin Hood tight end this player from Penn State yeah really no buzz uh, not a ton of production, which is not That's his fault. the problem. That's the everybody looks at the production exactly, and you need to look at the usage. Yes. And here's the entire list if you're watching right now. We're gonna go into Brenton Strange from Penn State in just a second. Luke Musgrave from Oregon State. He's had a lot of buzz this year despite only playing two games. Yep. Luke Schoonmaker from Michigan, an interesting player. Tucker Craft, who I really really like. I think he's tight end five for me from South Dakota State. And then Elijah Higgins, who. I evaled probably incorrectly as a wide receiver. That's what he played in college. I'm with you, Sims. He's going to have to play tight end at the next level. But let's let's start with Brenton Strange. Yeah. Who almost made your top five tight ends. I, it hurt me not to yeah. have him on. It really did. You know, I, I didn't I, – I, there was a part of me that thought, man, maybe I'll make him in front of – instead of Josh Weil or maybe I'll, you know, kick Darnell Washington off of this list. But, like, first, I think the, the whole thing does start with the production thing again. That's where it's like, hey, with tight ends especially, and I know you, if anybody's listened to the podcast, you know you've heard me say I've made mistakes by watching cut-ups. Tight ends, you've got to watch games because you, you get to see, again, if you have an offense or a quarterback who doesn't throw to the tight ends, you know, you're not going to see enough. You've got to see and go, oh, wait, wait, whoa, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, he only had one catch in this game, but, damn, he was open, you know, 15 times, and he man, ran some great routes, right? And that's where, you know, I really like the guy. One physical very, blocks. Very. I mean, loves to throw his body around. I mean, he brings it. So he's got any – and he likes it. It's one of those where you can watch a game and go, this guy likes dominating people, and he likes letting them know it. So I love that about him, right? And then, like, gets, the ball, gets off the ball in a hurry, can accelerate in the pass game, very good feet, good feet, you know, again, can adjust at the second level as a route runner, adjust at the second level in the run game and making blocks there. You know, I talked about not afraid to mix it up, has the attitude, you know, and as a route runner and a ball carrier, you know, you don't get to see a ton of routes, but here's one where as the ball carrier, you piece it together and go, well, I think he's going to be able to stick his foot in the ground and make a left-hand turn pretty damn good because when he gets the ball in his hands, he's damn good. I mean, he's a train rolling down the tracks. He's a, he's a yeah. tra- and he doesn't look like a no, train. No, no, it, it's surprising power. It is. And you even 
look at him on film, and I had to look over the measurables and go, oh, wait, he is 253. Shit, yeah. he doesn't look 253. In that uniform, I would have guessed 235. You're right, right. Yeah. I, was, I was thinking like 242, yep. like one of those kind of. You're exactly right. But Penn State, the uniform, it always makes guys look smaller. You're exactly right. You know, But, again, like uh, maybe the hips aren't as good as Kincaid and, and some of the top guys. I didn't think he had the catch radius as the top guys. I don't think he does either. Exactly so, right. I know, don't think he's 31 that. and one-eighth arms, and he kind of doesn't play with you know big catch no, radius. No, big size and people hanging all exactly. over him. He's going to be more of a separation guy. Yep. Uh, he's not going to be, yeah, three guys hanging on him and I'll catch it and whatever else. Now, you know, if he does have to catch it over the middle and get hit, from everything I saw on film, he certainly looks like he's tough enough, and he's going to say, okay, so what? Hit me, right? Um, his, I thought his numbers were low. Like, the film indicated a better athlete yep. than his combine numbers showed to me, really. Um, yeah, I mean, the thing that you come away with more than anything is just you don't get to see the opportunities. And the, even, like, even if he doesn't get the ball, you don't get to see a variety of routes, so that's where you just go, you know, that's where teams I think are going to have to feel comfortable with the skill set because you're not going to necessarily see it on film, you know, on a play-by-play basis. It was all underneath, you know, really that H-back kind of pass-catching exactly right. role. Like, can we right. slice you across the formation and just dump yeah. it off to Shallow you? Shallow cross, yep. behind the line of scrimmage, bootleg. Catch and run touches. Exactly right. That's, yeah, exactly that's pretty right. much what it was. But right. I, I'm with you that the blocking, I mean, he had one block against Auburn where he just absolutely destroyed somebody on the end and right. opened up a huge rushing lane. It looked like a George Kittle block, yeah. like a highlight reel block. Yeah, well, the Auburn game was a game that I watched just because, again, I, you know, they got the guy on the edge that's really good, uh, 29. Right, yep. so I wanted to see, like, all right, let me see him block against some guys that I know are yeah, high-value NFL football players, and there's no problem there. No. Yeah, he's going to be fine in that department, and, you know, I think we're both in agreement. He gets some offense and knows how to use a tight end. This is a guy that's going to be able to get open a lot against linebackers and safeties. I thought the usage and player type was very uh, Tommy Tremble. Yeah, yeah. You know, who's on I the Panthers there. now. Right. And, and probably, there's probably a little bit more for this guy. I think yeah. the adjustment for Tremble's been kind of up and down. Right. But I thought the usage, if you're looking for that kind of player. Agreed. Like, we're going to move him all around. Yep. He's going to play in the backfield. He can do slot, fullback, yep. H-back, whatever. I think he's got a little more traditional tight end value than Tremble. Yeah, I would agree. But uh, as a whole, I'm, I agree with, 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 it, uh, with where you're at there and your theory for sure. So the next one's interesting in Luke Musgrave. Because Musgrave is a big-bodied, straight-line runner, huge strides. He's been timed at the Senior Bowl as you know, top GPS. We know he can run. He only played two games this year. He missed a lot of the season. There's really no production there for him. No. And there's a, yeah. as we've yeah. talked about, Sims, like yeah. he's kind of a one-dimensional player. He is. But the one dimension can help in the modern offense I'm going to put him in there just because of that. Yep. There's, there's, you know, yeah, there's some things that concern me. But, damn, he's big, he's long, and he can really run. He can really run. And, you know, I – I think there might be more here with, you know, feet and being able to become a little bit better of a route runner. All right. I will say that. Um, but, you know, the thing that bothers you is that it is lack of playing time. It's yep. injuries. And it's a physicality question that I have, whether that's blocking or after the catch. I'm with you on Or that. any of that. In where, a conference where that can't be a question, well, by ex- the way. Exactly. Like, if the SEC, you're getting bullied around a little bit. It's like, well, it's, you know, a lot yeah, of NFL right. players. I got you. Right. Yep. Right. So that that is the reason he's not in the top 10, right? He's got good hands, right? He adjusted the ball well and all that, but... Yeah, I, I just thought there was a grittiness and a physicality about the player that did not exist. And, 
yeah, he might be able to run by you. But as we're talking about with a lot of these guys, it's tight ends not about running by you. It's about you're going to catch the ball with people around you and in tight quarters and all that. And how do you live in that life? And that's where I certainly have some questions about him in there. Yeah, kind of a little bit of uh, Greg Dulcich vibes for me. He went to Denver I, early last year. I hear you. I thought Dulcich had a little bit more flair after the catch, I though, agree. than this guy. Agreed. But, yes. you know, maybe it, it's the long hair. Yeah, I don't Dulcich, know Dulcich. Ran, well, Dulcich ran like his hair was on fire. Yeah, and, and this guy didn't have that. But before not. the catch, I saw a similar play. You want him to be a big slot. Right. You want him to run the seam. The classic, like, he's going to be he's gonna be faster than the linebacker. He's going to be bigger than the safety. But at the NFL level, you definitely got to flip that switch and, and be ready, you know, be ready for it in the middle of the field. Yeah, he's he is, you know, this is our Mike Gusecki guy mm-hmm. where you just go I, the blocking's not good. Yeah, I'm not even going to ask for you're it. You're just you're getting them because he's going to be a pass game miss, you know, a, uh, you know, what do I want to say mismatch, and that's more of what he is. Um, but I, you know, I don't know, you know. I could see somebody falling in love with this kid and be him being drafted in the middle of their late second round. I think he's going top 50-ish. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wouldn't it wouldn't be, be for us, but right. there, I think there's a team out yeah, there that would do right, it. Right. Uh, we did have one question on him from Tony Rangini who said, why uh, – oh, next question. This I want to lead with the next guy on this one. We're going to get into Luke right, Schoonmaker. Cool, cool. Tony had a question about Luke Schoonmaker that I really liked. Why isn't – Luke Schoonmaker getting more love. He is one of the best blockers in the draft and has some untapped potential as a pass catcher. Immediate tight end, too, with upside to be a long-term starter. Reminds me a lot of Daniel Bellinger. Hmm. I, I, I hear you there. That's an interesting comp. He's, I liked Bellinger last year. He's one of the safer bets, mm-hmm. for sure, in Schoonmaker, right? He's got a good blend of everything, right? You know, I just, you know, first off, I just... He's down the line for me as far as I just watch guys in alphabetical order, and I literally started out with like, holy shit, how many good-looking tight ends are in this fucking <laughs> yep. draft? That's where I started because I was like, holy shit, it's like 12 in a row here that I was at this point. Um, you know, very good body, got a good blend of length and muscle and everything that way, so you, you feel comfortable there. Uh, long legs, like, you know, we talked about. He's high, you know, high cut. He's a Michigan tight end. He's been coached in the running game. Yeah. He blocks. Battle He's tested. Done, he is battle tested sure. that way, right? You know, and he can legit block. He's got good power and aggression at the point of attack. He stays on blocks. He has a good upper body power, like in stalemates, to kind of win the wrestling match and get his guy down or or control him there, right? So all that I like. Now he's fluid in the past game, and a, like runs well. But I wasn't blown away with him in the past game. Yeah, I, I think, thought so too. I think that's kind of where I was, right? He runs easy. He's a good athlete. He's a pretty good route runner with good hips. You know, plants his foot in the ground at a pretty high level. Um, that, but, but, like, opportunities in the past game, sure, right? You know, separation in the past game's good, but I wasn't like, oh, wow, this is, like, special. And then I think the thing that really made me – not put him in the top five or that kind of, it's just after the catch. Nothing. There's nothing. No, I literally wrote For down, a guy that nothing. athletic and like physical, you're like, where does it go when doesn't you catch the ball? Doesn't break any tackles. Doesn't break any tackles. Doesn't really try to make anybody miss. Looks kind of content of like, I caught it. All right, this guy's coming to tackle me and I go down now. Right. And that, that, that's really what bothered me, I think, more than anything. So that hopefully answers the question. There's a lot to like. And maybe that aspect of his game can be brought out of him, but you don't see it right now. And that was kind of the thing that, that concerned me. Something fascinating with him. Yeah. I haven't seen a lot of this on receiving plays 
that looked like they were designed to him. He gets in his stance, and he rolls his fingers. Ooh. I never caught that with a prospect before. So people are saying that's a tell with him. For me, I thought it was a tell. Yeah. And I haven't seen a lot of people bring it up, but I would go back and look at all of his targets and try to find the ones that are like, okay, this is a design catch-and-run play to you. Right. He'd sit and he'd, he'd roll his Holy fingers. Holy shit. Well, yeah, they'll catch that in the NFL I, And for no sure. one in college did. Jeez. And I couldn't believe it. I was, like, I was like, just cheat to him. Yeah. Like, you know exactly what he's doing. It was great. <laughs> it was really great. You should have put that out there on Twitter for the Ohio State game. I, I could have sold some the rights to that, yeah. maybe. You could have been like, I'll go to the highest bidder. I have a tell on Michigan's yeah, offense. Just email Ohio State's <laughs> athletics bar and be like, listen, I have found something that will change the game. But, but um, you know, I, I you know. Good player, right? We both agree really with that. Really good player, yeah. You know, there's a high floor like we're talking about. I don't know how high the ceiling is. He's a I safe agree. bet, right? You know, but he has the things that bothered us, I think we're talking about. It, it's Again, it's the yak, lack thereof. You know, he gets upfield, but it goes down right away on contact. And there's not a lot of uh, contested catches, physicality no. receiving that way either. He's so, not a very creative player. Yeah. It's like the coaches tell him to do something, and he's like, I got you. Yeah, right. And like, let's not try to get more meat off the bone yeah, here, yeah. which is yeah. fine. That's yeah, the that tight end position fine. as there's a whole. There's no doubt about it. No All right. About it. The next one here, Tucker Kraft from South Dakota State. Uh, somebody that I really, really liked, a small school player. I think missing time this year probably really hurt Tucker Craft right. because when you are that South Dakota State kind of player, exactly. you, you kind of need all the reps you can get. So he was someone that was more productive in 2021 than 2022. Sims, this was the guy that I saw a little Tyler Eifert in. And it's a big projection because Eifert obviously was a Notre Dame player, a, high, a big-time draft pick. Uh, Kraft has played against lower-level competition, but I did see some of that two-way in line and receiving skills with Kraft. Agreed. That's yeah. what I saw. And I liked him after the catch. Uh, yes, exactly right. Yeah. Right after the catch, he's got a little something to him there. You know, he's a he's a very good athlete. He really is. You know, I honestly thought maybe he played faster than even his forty time showed in the four six nine. Right. You know, um, hips. Right. Real can weave through traffic. The yak ability. I was very comfortable with. You know, the thing you bother you is, yeah, the, the competition. You just go, wait, yeah, he's running through these arm tackles or he's running around this le- this guy here. But, you know, who is this guy? Is this guy run 4-7 and playing safety and, yep. you know, this league or That's whatever? That's the toughest part. Right. It's the toughest part. You know, the blocking and the run game is solid. You know, I, I wanted more. I, I'm not going to lie because of the competition again where I'm going, oh, come on, dominate these guys. Yeah. But it yeah. wasn't a like concern. Like beat Dallas Goddard. Right, right. And exactly that's, right. And that's what he's going to live with because of the South Dakota State it, thing. Exactly right. Yeah. I, I, I could see that for sure. Um, you know, leans on people, doesn't deliver the blow or finish the blocks at time. I think that's what just wish he had a little bit more physicality as a blocker or a ball carrier. But the 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 raw traits are there. They are. And, you know, again, so this is another guy here where I could – He's one of those guys where I think it's going to be third, maybe fourth round. Yeah, I, think I so don't too. know. Maybe it's a little earlier than that if I'd a run third. starts happening at a tight end. Yeah, yeah. But you're right though. The runs dictate the draft. The runs will dictate this position, I think, especially because teams will start to panic to go. Oh no, we're getting down to the last three really good pass catching tight ends we had on the board or whatever. Um, but uh, 
Yeah, I, I think this is a guy, again, again, like where you wouldn't be shocked if it was three, four years from now. And you might be, hey, you know, that, that, that Tucker Craft kid is, he's one of the five best tight ends in football. Like, yeah, that's, this is what we're talking about in this class. There's guys like this where you go, I see a ceiling that's pretty high for this guy. I don't know if he can get there. There's some questions I have, but it's there to be had, and let's see what he does with it. Uh, I guess that would be my assessment of, of Tucker Craft. Right, and guys like this, there's always two ways of looking at it. Like, we started off with smaller school, lower-level competition, want to see him dominate, but then their supporting cast is a lot weaker. You, you, so yes. it's a weird balance right. of what right. throws were left on the table that right. an NFL quarterback makes every time yeah. for a big body target. That's it's, very true. It's a fine balance. It's a fine balance. So this next one I loved when I saw on the list because – I evaluated him originally as a wide receiver, and I like that you have made the move to tight end because this is where he has to live uh, at the NFL I level, so. in my opinion. Yeah. And Elijah Higgins from Stanford. Yeah, Elijah Higgins was like – so there was like a handful of guys, like even a few guys at like corner safety. I, I did the same thing where, you know, I saw lists and I was like, wait, some people got him as a, you know, yes. a, a safety or a corner. Some people got this guy as a receiver and a tight end. It's the old tackle and guard so, problem. Exactly all the, all right. So all yeah. that. So, you know, what I, I, I texted a few friends, is what I usually do in this situation. I just go, how do you guys evaluate Yes, yeah, the best way to do and it. And I just go, yeah. I get, however I get my answer off of that, I go, okay, I'm going to go with that. And in this case, I put out a few texts with Elijah Higgins, heard back, hey, we're evaluating him as a tight end more than anything. And that's what I went with. Right. And man, I mean, tight end, big freaky receiver ish, whatever you want to say here. Okay. I'm trying to flip there. Here we go. I finally got the damn page here. <laughs> um, great body, like great legs rocked up like body wise. I thought he looked like. Um, almost Evan Ingram-ish. Yep, okay. Right? That makes a ton of sense. Right? Now, he's not as fast or move as good as Evan Ingram. I mean, Evan Ingram, if I remember correctly, ran 4-4 flat. I yeah, think, it, right? it's like one of the best tight end it times was of all sick. time. Right, yep. right. It was sick. But this guy is freaking athletic, let me just tell you. Yep. And, you know, for 6'3", 235, and he lines up as a slot receiver more times than not. You know, yeah, his... You know, he's doesn't have the greatest hips and route running, but his straight straightaway explosion acceleration is real. And then when you couple it with that size and strength there, you just go, okay, well, this guy is going to be able to work the middle of the field and linebackers and safeties are no way are they going to be able to cover this guy. You're going to have to make a decision here. And then he's not soft after that. No, you know, he's he a tough blocks. guy. Yeah, he's he a tough is guy. a tough guy. Yeah. To a guy where, again, I think like – you know, smaller version, maybe faster than our Penn State guy, but you can Strange, move them all yeah. around, the H-back, the second tight end. Oh, wait, you know, hey, we got two receivers on the field, and we need a big presence in the slot. Let's use this guy. Like Alan Lazard's role oh, was a little, a little bit. bit. He can like, do that kind of stuff. Yeah, right. like bump him in close to the line Quincy of scrimmage. Quincy Anunua was Anunua's, the name in yes. my brain that came yep. up a lot when I was watching him, right? The guy out of Nebraska who played tight end yeah. and went to the Jets, and or he played slot receiver at Nebraska. Uh, am I getting that right? No, yeah, 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 yeah. He's, right, a, he's a bigger wide bigger receiver. Bigger wide receiver that, who was like a tight end flex position. Sure. And I think that's what he is, you know, when you get into it. You know, the route running, like I said, is good, not great, you know, but uh, it has potential to get better, I thought. He knows how to attack leverage on guys. That's the one thing I really liked about him. But good feet, 
has shown the ability to stick the foot in the ground and make pretty sharp cuts. His acceleration as a route runner and off the line of scrimmage is really good, I wrote. You know, seams, cover two beaters, whatever. He always runs by the guy trying to cover him up the seam. You know, uh, uh, what did I say? Handball, run by, oh, yeah, run by the slots. That's what I'm talking about. You know, so one-on-ones just to get off there. He's big. He's strong. He has no problem getting off that way. And the yak, you know, is good. He's fast. He runs hard. He's not going to make you miss, just like we were just talking about. But he's going to be able to turn on the afterburners, and he runs through contact a little bit, which I liked as well. He's got straight line speed. And when you convert his testing out of the wide receiver group and into the tight end group, I mean, you're talking about the 10-yard and 40 are over 90th percentile, and the broad jump is 94th percentile. So if you make the position change to him and keep him at, what, 235, say he plays at 240, whatever it may be, you're talking about a higher-end athlete at the tight end position, and, and that's kind of his calling card of a better transition instead of just being a big wide receiver. Right, right. I think so. I think that's what he is. And he's, he's, he is good at blocking his space. Again, he's not going to be a road grader, but I think he's a guy, too, that if you put his, his hand down on the line of scrimmage and you had to do that, like he's, gonna, he's not going to shy away. He's going to give effort, and he's going to try to get it done. And like I said, with that ass and legs and body he has, I don't think he's going to get overpowered. You know, I told you about Evan Ingram. Right, he's not that freaky, you know. Gerald Everett was another name I wrote. I but thought better natural receiving skills. Conquo who played for the Titans sure. last year. That, that same body, the same body, exactly yeah. right. That's a good one. I yeah. wish I would have thought of that. Chig maybe he was a little more of the traditional. He will, yeah, he was right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, still, uh, it's along those lines. A guy that you can go, uh oh, you catch a shallow cross, he catches a seam route. You go, he can make a really big play, and of course has the body uh, to go along with it. So really, really. Really like the guy Elijah Higgins. He's just a little bit of a different flavor than some of these other guys we've talked about. Yeah, you have to put a little bit of creative thought into that yeah. one. Like we yeah. like this guy as a player. We need to figure out how we're going to use him. You're, you're the Alan college team Lazard, didn't do it for us. You're Quincy and yep. right? I mean, I think he's probably even stronger than Alan Lazard. But I think yeah, you're I on think the so right, too. you know, a line more there. Than Lazard. Exactly. Lazard's right. So tall. Well, he is tall. So right. all right. So there's your honorable mentions. Let's look at our tight end rankings side by side here. Um, there is one name that I do want to ask you about, or maybe we'll get to in a couple of weeks here, because we had it from a listener who asked, which tight end is going to be the late-round steal, yeah. and why is it Zach Kuntz yeah. from Old Dominion, okay. a transfer from Penn State? So this was my tight end rankings here, Sims. We'll get to Kuntz in just a second. Mayer was number one for me. You had him third. Darnell Washington was two for me. You had him fifth. Kincaid was third for me. Still really liked the player. You had him first. It's hard to see him not being an effective pass catcher at the next level. Right. Guys, I was a little higher on. Tucker Craft, Musgrave for me, I, I agree with everything you said. He just falls into five because of that speed and size combination. Yeah, okay. Um, so, and then, you know, some of the guys that you really liked as well. I need to get back to Wiley. That was one where I'm like, okay, I, I really want to watch more of him, of what he did this year. But, of course, really liked Laporta. See him as that jack-of-all-trades guy. Right, Probably right. a day-two pick that can handle a lot of different roles for yep. you. Yep. Um, and then some of the later guys that are interesting to me, just because Schoonmaker and Strange, of course, are on there as well. But Kuntz is someone who he's not really a tight end. He's just a gigantic wide receiver. He, we know Penn State, the way they recruit, they go get the biggest athletes. It didn't work out for him there. He goes to Old Dominion. He's super productive in 2021. Yeah. He has an undisclosed season-ending injury this year. But when you just look at the testing with Koontz and what I he's know. able to do in the red zone, I know I, he's somebody to me 
because he's he's literally like one of the best testers at tight end we've had yes. in a while. Hey, but listen. I don't think he's playing NFL football this year. He'd be my practice squad like what we've seen with Lawrence Cager's career path sure, go, Jets sure. and Giants. Like right. we're gonna stash him. He's an athlete. Can we get anything out of him as a blocker? But he's gonna be a red zone presence. I, I, I that, that's that's where I hear you there. You yeah. know? He's just he, interesting player. He is definitely an interesting player. I mean, he's gonna get drafted because of these measurables. Athleticism's insane. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I you know, really honestly, like fifth round. I think so. I wouldn't be shocked just to see him athletic. go there. Exactly yeah. right. You know. He's got a size and a look like, remember Jelani Woods last year from yes. Virginia? It's that kind of look, right? But, you know, when I first turned on the film, I went, ooh, ooh I, I kind of like this guy, you know? But then the more I went, I started to, the, the blocking started to bother me a it's little just, bit. It's not there. It's not there. <laughs> exactly right. He it, stops yeah. on blocks. I mean, yeah, he's not going to root out bigger DNs or linebackers. You know, the the route running, you know, he is quick. You can see that. He can get in and out of breaks really well. Good speed when he opens up. Yep. Right? I didn't think – I thought it was more of a build-up speed. I didn't think he actually was as fast as his one five seven split, uh, you know, would say at the combine. And then, yeah, it was the physicality things that bothered me more than anything, whether it was the run game, the contested catches, you know, wish he extended the arms more to catch some or shield defenders yep. better in traffic. It's it not was very some physical. Of that. Not very physical. Yeah. But I think you're right. He's a guy that's going to get drafted, and you're going to go, well, he'll be our third tight end this year, and we're going to work with him and see if we can't make him into to something special that way. Right, but he's raw. He needs to be tougher. Runs really well for his size. Has the ability to be a very good route runner. You know, uh, and, and then the thing I wrote with him, to your point here, Connor, is I wrote, "What is the guy like?" This is exactly. one where the guy is going to be important. Does he like football? Is he willing to work? Is he going to take the coaching? Do you think he legitimately has some toughness in him that you can get out of him? See, those are the things to me that are going to dictate where he gets drafted and what people think of him. But the tools are there. There's certainly some some physical ability and size. You know, a little bit like Charlie Kohler last yes, year. Yes, that's right? a good one. You know, yes, that's where it's like where you turn on the film. You go, oh, I can't wait to see this big guy who can run like this. Yep. He's going to be a force. And then you go. Flashes. Damn. He doesn't tack- he doesn't yeah. hit anybody. Yep. He doesn't break a tackle. This guy touches a shoestring and he's yep. two hundred and sixty pounds and he went down, right? So that's what bothers you. I'm with you. I think it was interesting to see how he runs and that th- his calling card is probably his ability to stretch the field. Right. And in that offense, that doesn't exist. Like in old Dominion, the ball was just like an arm punt half yeah, the time and he yeah. turns around and waits for it. <laughs> yeah, and just, I know, and I know. Like I get right, it. Right. So yeah, I'm with you all the way on character kind of determining that one. Before we close out the tight ends episode uh, since I, I wasn't here for running backs. Yeah. I, I, wanted to show, I wanted to show our rankings cool. side by side of running backs. Obviously, we both see Bijan and Gibbs in the same light. I had Gibbs as a first-round player. Oh, I agree 100%. with you. 100%. So I, I was glad you. when you put them in the same tier. I because, put them in, yeah. Bijan's my number one. But of course. I didn't, that's what I did not want to be people do same. get the wrong impression by putting Gibbs in, in the tier two. Gibbs is a first round running back. 100%. Like, if you're asking me, would I rather have Gibbs or Travis Etienne? I'd go, I'm taking Gibbs, right? I like Travis Etienne. He's a little bigger. I understand that. But I'm just giving an influence or, or an, ex- an, 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 an instance of 
a running back who went in the first round not long ago, and I go, well, this guy's better than him. I love Gibbs. He's made for the NFL. He shot out of a cannon. Yes. And then where we got a little different was three to five. Now, I think we both agree this is a pretty deep running back very, class. Very. I like Roshan Johnson a lot, like yeah. you do. I, yeah. I really liked him, Tajay Spears. Uh, but for me, Zach Charbonnet, I, I like the body type and I the ability that. to really do anything. Right. A-Chain's interesting. He's somebody that... If he goes to the right place that utilizes that speed, Agreed. it's going to be home run central. If you want him to be like, hey, we're going to give you the ball 20 times through the A-gap a game, you're in no, the wrong that's place. that's not what you want to do. You're in yeah. the wrong place. No, so, you want to use him like Austin Eckler, right? Yes. That's that's the kind of guy yep. that he is there, yep. right? And he needs to become a more natural pass catcher to get there, right. but the speed is unreal. I'll tell you, Sims, number five for me is my biggest riser of the last two months. Mm-hmm. Is he at Ab- Banacanda? Yeah. I mean, tested off the charts, massive production at Pitt. No idea what he's going to do in the pass game at the NFL level. I don't think the pass pro is there, and they just didn't really throw him the ball. But pure runner, pure like special, special I, stuff. I, I he was in my running as the the people that are involved in my podcast would tell you for the number five spot. There you on go. My so thing. we probably are eye to eye yeah. on where you he's know, The at. only reason I didn't make him number five was just that I wish he ran with a little more aggression and violence at times. That was the only reason. Yep. But he has an elite trait, and if there's a seam, see you later. Yep. Like, he's going 80, right? So, I hear you there. Uh, he, he's got probably the best long speed out of any running back I think in so the draft, too. right? I think so, too. And he's got a body to go with it and a body that tells that, you know, I, I go, man, I, I think somebody's going to be able to get him to run with a little bit more of a physical demeanor. Um, but, yeah, I, I have no I'm with you with that. And I do think that's a deep class. I like Zach Charbonnet, too. Yeah. I do. There was just some other guys that, you know, I liked a little bit better, but it's it's deep. Like, I, I felt bad even like Eric Gray from Oklahoma. Really good film. You know, another yes. guy that I look at almost like your Ah Chain where I just go, he's in the right offense and he's used the right way. It's going to be he's, different. He's going to be fucking awesome in the NFL. Yep. So, um, yeah, it, it was a running back tight end. We, we just hit on two positions that got a lot of good players that are going to be in the NFL for a long time. Yeah, if you're, and it kind of brings the question of, you know, a guy like Kincaid or Mayer or Washington, they're great players, but can you wait till day I know. two? No, and I know. It, I'm fascinated to see the stare down with uh-huh. all the teams that uh-huh. are like, I love Bijan Robinson. Right. I love Jameer Gibbs, right. but I'll take a Banacanda at the top of round three I or know. the end of round two. Right. No, it's, I feel like Gibbs and Bijan are fuck you picks. Yes. They're like, wait, our team's really good, and we'll we can we can, do, we can go with the running back that's great here, yep. even though it's, you know, yeah, we think we can get one in the second or third. We, we got everything we need on our roster for the most part, so we're going to go with this. And somebody will. And somebody will. That's where I look at, like, the Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles you know, could do I'm going, it. Oh, my gosh, if they end up with B. John Robinson yep. or something like that, you just go, holy crap, Ola, Batman. Where are the, <laughs> where are the <laughs> Bengals at with uh, Joe Mixon? Exactly. That'll factor, that'll right. factor in a lot. They could get one of those guys. I mean, that's, that's really, really scary. You know, I see people mocking one of those guys to the Bills, right? Like, uh, yeah, I, I see that. I mean, it, it, they're going to be one of those guys who's going to go. Those la- B. John Robinson, I think, is going to go somewhere in the top 20, I think. I wouldn't even be surprised if somebody moved up and in for him. I, I, yeah. I, I mean, I know it's crazy to like trade number up for a 10 back, with the Eagles. Like, they might be like, you know what? We'll, we'll go with good. it right here. Right. I mean, he's a, probably a consensus top five player in the draft I would when you factor agree. in Agree. Definitely so. top 15 player yeah. in the draft. That's for sure. He made my top 15 list, and I'm not done with everything yet, but I'm – He's definitely one of the top 15. I really saw uh, Rams, McVay, Todd Gurley. Ooh, with I hear you there, like, too. He's right. going to play on the field. We'll kick him out to the slot. Yeah. We'll, like, really anything we need to ask No doubt guy. about it. He can do it yeah. all. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, I think that 
wraps it up for we us did, here. We, we did it, baby. We, we, yeah, we have we have some questions that we'll save for we'll another save, show. Because yep, yep. you and I, we talk we too go, much. Well, it's <laughs> all right. We, get, we hit it all. We like football. We, we dive do. into it. Yeah, we and go we way back, like four flats and a Cadillac. That's okay, right, Me and Connor Rogers, we go back to our Bleacher Report days. Now we are dominating NBC Sports, That's and right. NBC Sports I'm loves to, to have us. Deal with it. We're here. Yes, that's him. He's cooler dressed than Ahmed Farid. He's wearing <laughs> a fans. jean jacket with a hoodie. All right. He's the man. Connor Rogers, appreciate Dude, thanks, you man. driving the ship today. No, really it do. Was, it was awesome. Always fun. We'll get you on. You're hosting yeah. again next Wednesday? I think Wednesday? I'm back next Wednesday. Okay, great. Yeah. So you're back. Uh, Ahmed will be back Monday. You guys are doing edge rank. Right. I don't so know what I'm back for yet. All right, I'll well, we'll have some talk about that. Another great deep class. Deep is. They're, they're, they're giving me a lot of the exciting things to react to here <laughs> good, when I come good. on here. It just fell that way. We didn't yes. plan it out that way. No, it's beautiful. So though. it's perfect, but I appreciate you coming Dude, in. Thank you. And it's we're gonna, a pleasure. We're going to visit with you uh, a few more times before this draft for sure. All right, everybody, you know where to find us. Subscribe, rate, review. It's Chris Sims on Button. Appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed the tight end breakdowns with me and Connor Rogers. Think we hit it all. You know where to find us. Keep sending the questions. No question is dumb. We like to address everything. And let me know if there's something you disagree with. You know, uh, I'm always going to self-scout thyself to a degree. We're coming back Monday. Ahmed Farid will be here with yellow pants and a bad energy drink. We're doing the edge. It's a never-ending list of good players. All right, everybody, have a good rest of your week. Have a good weekend. Be safe. Peace out. Clap it up. Yeah, we got Connor clapping. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.